Welcome to this GemTrain.org presentation, where you will be able to enjoy some wonderful free content that we sincerely hope will help you overcome the challenges of autism. Some content from this presentation is not included here, but the entire presentation is available on our website, GemTrain.org. Hi, my name is Joyce Benjamin. I'm going to speak to you today about the importance of safety and your child with autism. By safety, I'm speaking about the interaction between your child with autism and a first responder. A first responder, firefighter, or law enforcement officer who doesn't know he's looking for someone with autism is not thinking that the child won't holler back, I'm here, or help. An officer or EMS or firefighter who doesn't recognize that a child has autism and touches your child causing him or her to overreact and hit the first responder is not understanding why. We need to address how to effectively address those safety issues and others like wandering. Many of you experience these issues firsthand every day. Autism FYI organization was created to address this issue of safety and I'm going to teach you about how you can help create a safer environment for your child. Things that you can place on your child for early and easy recognition and how you can help train others in your neighborhood or in your community to keep your child safe. Okay, so here are some common safety incidences. Um, you'll see elopement, which is another way of saying running away. Uh, very common with those with autism. Drowning, uh, those with autism are often attracted to water. They are not afraid of water. They feel their self just get lost in the water and floating. Um, this, is often, this is the highest cause of their deaths, actually. So uh, it's a very high, high risk. Being lost, they often, that's how they react when they're anxious, is they take off or when they're just trying to be mischievous, they take off and then they get lost easily with no reference of how to get back. They're often in, um, impulsive and dart out into traffic, looking at the ball, looking at the dog, they're not looking at the traffic. House fires and smoke inhalation. Um, this is extremely risky because they're frightened. They smell the smoke. They hear the sirens, they hear, see the lights, and they hide under their bed or they'll hide in their closet. And they will not answer when the officer is, uh, I mean, the uh, fireman is screaming to call out. They will hide. And then there is the assault charge. These are often caused by an officer who comes to answer a problem where the person with autism is already escalated. And then the officer goes to put hands on him and now he's assaulted by the child or the person with autism because he's already hitting, he's already escalated. And now they arrest him for an assault of a police officer. The other problem with assault is that those with autism have a emotional immaturity, social immaturity, and they're often attracted to someone who likes more of the things that they do. Unfortunately, once they are of age, um, you are looking at uh, sexual assaults when 
because the the laws are actually written by age. Uh, they're written for a physical age, not a mental age. And then the last here is death by exposure to elements. Often those with autism don't realize they need a jacket. They're not cold. They have no sensitivity to cold or to the heat. Uh, it can be either or. And so when they take off, they get lost. They're often out without a jacket um, and their death is by exposure to the different elements. Some of the things that parents can do um, to protect them from some of these self-determined uh, risk factors is for the uh, person that elopes, put door locks high up on up the, to the door so that the child can't get to the lock. But by putting on a GPS or a tracker, a RF radio frequency tracker. They can help if they do elope on how to get to them. Make sure your neighbors know that your child has a tendency to run away. And if they see them, give them your phone number so that they can always call you. If you have a pond or a lake nearby, that should be your first place to go looking when they elope because children are drawn to that lake, to the water. Also, get them in, in a class to teach them to swim early. As soon as you know that they have a diagnosis of autism, start trying to get them into a uh, swimming class. Getting them to be water safe is a priority. As for being lost, um, if you can put something on them that will have your phone number on them at all times, then if they do run off and someone finds them, they can call you. Otherwise, put something, I know they look uh, kind of funny, but if you cannot have your hand on your child all the time, then you'll get a, get a bungee cord or something that hooks that child to you at all times so they're not taking off. A hit and run. This is uh, devastating. And the best thing you can do is have your hand on them at all times. Once they get out of the car, if they are a runner, then you have to have your hands on them. Make sure you try to teach them looking both ways before they run. Teach them when you tell them to stop, that has to be they stop. Uh, it cannot be, you know, they stop when they feel like it. They need to know stop means in their tracks. As far as a house fire, if you can train them as soon as you can to stay low, how to roll, and to answer. If someone calls out, answer. Assault charges, this is very difficult. You have to teach them from the time they're young that there is, a, there is acceptable and there's not acceptable. And as soon as they can understand, um, no means no. And then the death by exposure, that really is, you have to know if your child has an issue with sensation um, and to always teach them before they go out the door, what's the temperature, is it cold, what do you do? So um, what's the rule? Those with autism like rules, they like structure, give them a rule. Autism is invisible. They cannot recognize it. The child may be nonverbal. 
they may have difficulty expressing their feelings and what they mean. Um, they can become nonverbal when they're afraid. They have a, an inability to process language as quickly as the police officer or someone is used to it. So therefore, they're looking at something, they're trying to ex understand what's happening, or they're listening to the officer, and then they have to form what they want to say. Um, and it's very hard for them to do a visual and auditory input at the same time. So if they, that's often you'll see them close their eyes and then they're listening or they're gonna cover their ears and they're looking. Poor comprehension and decision-making abilities, poor frustration tolerance, these things make them more uh, susceptible to having a meltdown or having um, an incident where they're out of control and therefore officers or people standing by don't understand, they become frightened by them. They don't make eye contact and it's often dis, uh, misinterpreted as disrespect by the officers. They have um, inappropriate social skills, they are impulsive, and they have an affinity to water. All of these put them at risk for the drowning, for assault charges, um, running into the traffic. Um, they are in a constant state of anxiety. Their resting heart rate is elevated if they're in any kind of a new environment, if they can be in school, they can be, but they still are anxious. So their heart rate may be in the 90s and that's them resting. As soon as some officer goes to chase them, their heart rate continues to elevate and now they're at risk for a heart attack or some type of an arrhythmia that can be life-threatening. Uh, poor or increased pain and temperature sensitivity. They may not feel the uh, pain. If you, if your child does not feel pain and you've noticed that, you need to make sure you're checking their feet. Things that are often um, not visible to you 24-7. So look for their feet, look at their toes, make sure that there's no signs of injury there. And sometimes they're sensitive to lights, sounds, touch, taste. It'll make them dart into traffic. It'll make them run from the police. Um, these are all problems and reasons why those with autism are at higher risk for safety issues. The reasons for increased risks due to outside sources. You have officers, first responders, judges, parole and probation officers, security guards and school resource officers. They may not be getting training, but yet they are in charge of our child's safety. Uh, they need to be trained. There's a lack of interaction between those communities and the autism population. You don't take your child to the restaurant because he may not like what they serve or he may not know how to act when he's sitting in a restaurant. So you're not gonna wanna go there. People around them are rolling their eyes and they're like, oh, can't you control your child? I've lived all that, I understand that. We need to train those restaurants on how to interact and how to help families with children on the autism spectrum so that you can get them out there. You need to get them out there because they're not going to learn how to sit in a restaurant if they are never exposed. There's a lack of parental comfort with their child's vulnerability and possibility and and those possibilities. If the if the parents or the grandparents are 
um, ashamed or feel responsible for your child's autism, then they are not going to expose, they're going to feel guilty, they're not going to take their child into the restaurant, they're not going to take their child into the store because their child might act up or people might roll their eyes or think they're not being a good parent. This is something that the parents have to work on because your child is special and you need to know it and believe it. They're here for a reason and they have a lot of possibilities and it is your job as their parent to help find what that is for them. We hope you're enjoying this presentation. At any time, we invite you to go to gemtrain.org and gain the additional guidance from this presenter that can help you fully grow and flourish as you gain the skills and confidence to help those you love on the autism spectrum. Parents, you're exhausted 24-7 of being vigilant. You're, you're listening every night. You go to bed and you're listening for a door to creep open or the child to fall down the steps in the dark. Um, you're looking around. Where are they? Did they run in the street? I don't hear them playing. Where are they? That is a lot. And at some point, you're going to have to close your eyes and you're going to have to go to sleep. Unfortunately, exhaustion is a risk factor for your children. So you need to learn when to say, I need you to take um, Johnny for a walk. I need to take a nap. You need to be sure you're taking care of yourself as well. Poor training of the persons with autism spectrum disorder on how to interact in the community. So one more thing on you, mom and dad, is you need to help teach them. We're going into the doctor's office. This is how you act. You're going into the store. You're not to pick up anything. You're just to look and don't touch. There are things that it's still a mother's job to do. And doing that with patience is <laughs> that is your one of your hardest struggles, but realize that, that you can do this. You've been teaching them everything else, you can teach them. Um, and then there's an inability of the community to identify autism because it's invisible. So when you go into that store, you go into the drugstore, you're standing in line and your kid is all over and they're stepping on your feet, they're stepping on their feet and they're wiggling and you have the lady behind you cutting your eyes at you, feel free to tell them I'm sorry my, if my son's bothering you, he's autistic, he's doing the best he can. Use the times that you have to educate the people around you. And then the other part is that the physicians or the psychologists are not addressing the risk factors to the parents. That as a nurse and a PA, I don't find an excuse for it. That they'll sit and ask you if you wear a seatbelt, but this child has a lot of safety concerns and risks and the parents need to be shared. They need to know about them. Okay, so we developed for this reason, we developed the IRIS safety program. It stands for immediate recognition increases safety. It uses alert logos, uh, a triangle, an alert triangle with a puzzle piece in the center to indicate autism or the yield sign with a brain floating in hands to indicate other brain disorders or neurologic disorders. We use a membership program to house the emergency information and uh, a 24-hour hotline in order to help be there in an emergency. 
We ask for members to give us three emergency contacts and their phone numbers, uh, their demographic information address, who they live with, uh, their parents or guardians information, and then also what behavioral characteristics they have, language, speech, nicknames, sensitivities, cognitive challenges, whether they have hearing sensitivity or sight, if their disposition when they come across someone new is combative or if they're withdrawn. And it includes some things of if what things make them upset and what things will calm them down. The medical information, maybe they have seizures, maybe they have um, other medical information, they may have diabetes, or they may have added schizophrenia or bipolar, but having that information available so that if they're taken to the hospital, we have that information to share is good. Insurance information, if you don't have it with you or you're unconscious and the child has to be taken to the emergency room, then that information can be housed as well. When they join, it is free. And we also send the member uh, to their local law enforcement and fire department. We send a letter giving them the member's name, address, and asking them to put it in their computer-aided dispatch system so that when a call goes out, if your address pops up, it also will pop up that there's a child with autism there or there could be a mother with Alzheimer's there. But the information would pop up and give first responders a heads up. We also can refer to Project Lifesaver. Project Lifesaver is an international uh, nonprofit organization started by a police officer that actually uh, focuses on finding those that run away or elope, Alzheimer's as well as autism are the two highest uh, incidences of their use. They actually um, work with the local police officers and not every police uh, station or department has taken part in it, but they utilize a radio frequency system and a bracelet, an uh, anklet bracelet. Um, and then the officers have to come out twice a year and change the batteries, but uh, they can use a drone as well to help find the child if they wander. And then the free app that I spoke about, Life360, is um, available to help find them as well. Then Autism FYI, we created another free app that has originally for those law enforcement officers, but can be used by anyone. It has information about what autism is, so it gives them characteristics. It also has um, picture language, and tips on how to handle someone with autism, Miranda rights made easy, and um, a link to our 24-hour hotline. There's also five keys to de-escalation. So if an officer has never had to de-escalate someone on the autism spectrum who's having a meltdown, the tips are right there on how to do that. And then of course, training. We offer training um, online for free to police officers. We've housed it on firstforward.com. And um, also we have a site for those with autism and help provide training for them on autismiddtraining.org. Parents, these are some of the things that I want you to do to keep your child safe. 
First of all, accept that your child is extraordinary. Your child has special gifts that others don't have. Yes, it can be making your life difficult. Um, I'm not saying that it's easy, but your child has special gifts and that child may be nothing uh, this, the gift may be to make you a better person, but still, <laughs> your, your child is special. I want you to believe that. I want you to treat your child like he's special. You're going to provide your child with the tools to be accepting by teaching him how he can act or how he should hold his spoon or fork, just like you would do any other child. You may be doing this a little bit longer for your child but uh, with autism, but you can do it. But prepare him that his friends may actually not be, be their friends. Learn, teach him to look out for people who would take advantage of them. Um, but also teach him to accept help from his friends and to be able to, you may have to be his eyes and ears for who's your really for your friend or who's not, but eventually they will learn that too. Prepare them for independence. Teach them to accept help, provide them with the tools to help others help them, um, and then teach them about intimacy and age-appropriate appropriate intimacy. This is very difficult uh, because often this task um, comes at a time when they are not psychologically ready but their body is ready. So physically and psychologically or mentally ready are not necessarily going to come uh, together. Teach them to respect law enforcement. Uh, teach them, show me your hands. When the officer asks you to show him your hands, make sure they are holding their hands up. Teach them, don't put your hands in your pockets. The officer will ask you if you have an ID or the officer will ask you and then that's when you can put your hand in your pocket. Teach them about Miranda rights. Miranda rights made easy is on the free app. These are helpful to teach your child about Miranda rights. Often uh, children with autism love to talk, those that can talk, uh, they love to talk and tell everything and yet they don't understand that anything they say can and will be used to prove them guilty even if they're not. This really has to be stressed so that they learn to be quiet. If an officer says, did you do this, they can say no and don't explain anymore. They need to be quiet and ask, I want to see a lawyer or I want to see my mother and I'm not talking. And that's where they need to learn to stop. And it's hard to teach them that, but otherwise they're giving them too much information to be used against them. Now, if you're a first responder, get trained. Go to firstforward.com, get trained for free. It's not gonna cost you anything but your time go to the area school, a school that has autistic children, and sit and watch. Learn what the teacher does in interacting. Uh, download the Autism FYI phone app. You can start your own national night out event for intellectual disabilities, autism, and special needs populations, or a meet and greet. Be proactive. Uh, you can also get Pro, uh, Project Lifesaver International. It costs like $3,000 
for the training locator and two of ID anklets. Help make training about autism mandatory in your state if it's not already. In Maryland, it's already mandatory. Practice alternative tactics to control someone. Right now, they teach them force. There are other alternatives and you need to try to practice these. If you know that someone has special needs or you think someone has special needs, use the hesitate formula to see how that see how you can identify someone. Practice, go to the schools and practice how you can identify someone with autism. For first responders, training, uh, first responders are one thing, but other people are first responders. Your school resource officers need to be trained. In fact, they're the first introduction your child has to law enforcement. If they are giving a, if they don't understand autism, if they can't identify someone with autism uh, and your child doesn't learn to respect the school resource officers, it's going to be hard and more difficult when they get out. Then you have in the community, all of these listed here, parents at the PTA, school resource fairs, uh, parks and planning, they have actually uh, classes for those with disabilities. Make sure they know how to uh, interact with someone with autism. Churches, restaurants, kids salons, retail stores. Yes, Autism FYI is learning and we're trying to train and we've created training programs for them. You can also help. Go to your local area community outings, community businesses and see if they're interested in having a, a training. Then what we do is after training, we provide them with a sticker they can put in their window. So we actually provide them with a sticker to show that they are autism certified so they can display that. As this gets around, it's actually a benefit to the community, to those with autism, and to other businesses to learn that they can also be trained. By the way, if you have police officers that have not been trained in your area and you want us to train them, please tell them, give them our information and we'll be glad to get that to them. Uh, tell them about First Forward. Tell them to go online and look up autismfyi.org and see if they want to be trained. We'll be glad to train them. And last, here's our websites. These are those that we have created. And the last one is how to go and get the free app online. Uh, the last slide is our contact information. If you have any suggestions, you need something that we can help with, please don't hesitate to contact us. You have our phone, you have our email, um, and these are the list of the websites. So I hope you have learned something um, and I wish you all the best and congratulations, your special parents. We hope you have enjoyed this presentation. We now invite you to go to gemtrain.org and gain the additional guidance from this presenter that can help you fully grow and flourish as you gain the skills and confidence to help those you love on the autism spectrum.